Um, so after the the song, um, he's kind of consoling her. She's upset. She's like, oh, it was terrible. And he's like, no, it was, it was great. I'm glad you did it. And then, you know, he's, they're like, Sarah's looking at me like she's <laughs> disgusted with me. Not you. I'm so you know, sorry. That was I'm not directed not at you. Allen. That was not, that was not directed at you, Nicole. I'm so sorry of that. I was I'm just not, like reacting not, to like I'm thinking not, about like, him. Am I, are you doing, are no. you picturing me as Woody no, Allen and we're doing no. reps right now? I was like, picturing what is... someone else that I know as oh. Woody oh. Allen. <laughs> Welcome to the Feminine Mistake Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Nicole. On today's Lady Bits, we find out if the film Annie Hall passes the Bechtel test, and Sarah, Hillary, and I reflect on what an entire year of watching films for the podcast has taught us. Oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones, and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. All right, so this is the part of the podcast where we talk about the Bechtel test. Uh, Annie Hall being the progressive women-centric film that it is. Uh, let's see how it holds up to the Bechtel test. So are, is there one more than one female character in this film? Yes. Yeah. A subset of that, do those female characters have names? Yes, they do. I honestly don't know. Well, yes, yes. they're the women that he yeah. dated. They oh, all had yeah. names. When he was married and to another one. Um, Pam, Allison, Pam. It's I'm making that, that up. I don't know if her name them, was Pam. Though. Yeah, like, no. they have names, but we don't remember their names. Yeah. Um, Annie, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Alvey's mom. Um, <laughs> Mrs. Alvey's mom. Yeah. Um. So they do. Talk they speak to each other at dinner when they're at about the ham house. They talk about the food. Oh. For like three lines, three or four lines. That's true. Um, there's a part where two older women are talking to either a little girl, a little boy. If it's a if it's a little boy, it does not pass because they do not talk to each other. Well, they did have a conversation about the ham, so it does pass. Well, thank God. During the dinner, it's at um, Diane. It's at Annie's ha- parents' house. Annie and her mother talk about the ham and some other kind of like family family yeah. thing, but they're yeah. not talking about yeah. men unless that that ham was male. And of course, and there's only fifty percent of the pigs born in the United States. Okay, are born let's not let's not resurrect that joke. <laughs> For God's sakes, I'm never gonna. There was something joke. else too. There was like a third thing. Um, the I could those two the only two conversations stand out of, out of my mind. But I yeah, it was very any. late in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a very long time before any women spoke to each other or were even in the same room at the yeah. same time. Yeah. So unfortunately. Um, on a technicality that it, it it passes barely. I feel like maybe we need to get a little stricter next year. I don't know. But I mean, the, that, the, it's that? do they speak to each other about something other than a man? And they do. They spoke about ham. But, but on principle, I feel like it shouldn't pass. I don't think it should because it was only a two second conversation. But, but we've passed other films, films for that. We've watched like them. they did talk. Uh, if it's more than like a line or two, like if it's more, if it's like three sentences back and forth, then we tip, tip tend to pass it. But that's usually, that's but how all of them have been. Almost, almost all of them have been like two or three. May, I mean, maybe we'll sentences. just have to up our standards next year. I don't up know. But them. then I think nothing would pass except for nine to five and true Beverly Hills. Yeah. And just one of the guys. I think those yeah. would be the only ones to pass if we upped our standards a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And wait, did this pass the black doll test? It did not, not because even. I there can't even think there was no a single black, black person no, there in this wasn't movie. No black people. No, no there so wasn't on, anybody other than white. So, so, so Jasmine, yeah. I'm Jasmine, sorry. Hashtag black doll test do, doesn't even, not even a single black person in this movie. No. Not even in the, in the background. No. no. There were no black people in this New York, apparently. Yeah, none. <laughs> Hillary does, can't even say anything about it. She's just oh, like... I can't. Um, yeah. Gun to your head. Oliver Barrett or Alvy, whatever his last name is. Gun to your head. Oh, fuck. Which one would you spend your life with? Oh, no. Can I take the gun? <laughs> is that possible? Uh, Please yes, shoot me. The gun. The gun. The gun. I take the gun. The gun. <laughs> yeah. At least Ryan O'Neill is cute, though. I know that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, right? Oh, if God, I had to I'd pick at least one, have cute kids with him. Oh, God. <laughs> at least he's <laughs> athletic. Don't have kids. Who says you're Although he kids. was actually, I mean, it's the kind of, '70s. I would have to have. kids Well, he was kind of. Wasn't he kind of physically abusive, though? Yeah. 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 Is this love story? Cause yeah. I yeah. Watch that movie. I didn't watch it. Don't. It's fucking awful. Don't. Okay. Don't. You just listen to our listen episode. To You'll get the highlights. Okay. There's one last little thing before we wrap up today that I okay. wanted to surprise. surprise. Uh, since this episode is going to be our last episode of, yes. or the last full length episode of the year and la- lady bits, will these will be our last lady bits of the year. We've been, this has been, you know, I feel like after all these movies that we've watched, mm-hmm. um, uh, let's leave this episode with what are your, what are your final lessons from watching all these movies? <laughs> surprise! Final lessons. <laughs> From watching an entire year's worth of films that are 20 years and older and looking at them from a feminist perspective, uh, if you guys want to think about it for a second, I can go first. Would that help or or does me talking make it worse? Yeah. Yes. Um, I have learned that there were always little tiny rays of feminism peeking through even the most bullshit of movies. That silly, ridiculous... Uh, hammy schlocky films <laughs> some of them that we've watched this year I think about Troop Beverly Hills and how I really underestimated that movie and when I watched it I was like wow this really like this is kind of a movie about sisterhood and that's exciting or uh, Baby Boom and how it's about like a woman trying to transform the workplace to fit so that a mother can fit um or gosh what's another film that surprised me i'm trying to think um off the top of my head i feel like there were a lot of movies that i went in going oh this one is really going to frustrate me and some of them really surprised me and even in the films where there was very little feminism to be found uh like annie hall for example um there i think there are little rays of it you know and diane keaton doesn't end up with him Right. Yeah. You know, like she, and it's not, even the the movie is from his perspective. So to him, it's about him and why he lost her. But really, I think we can take a step back and look at it and go, Annie Hall evolved as a person Mm -hmm. and realized that her life was better off without him. And she chose to leave. And even if the whole rest of the movie was fucking painful, that is a little ray of, of hope. Right. I love your your optimism. And <laughs> I, lo- I love I love Nicole's like she see, always sees the the good in things, and she always makes me stop and think like, oh well, I need to stop being so 
pessimistic or thinking that things are bad. Like, cause I'm about to rain all over this parade. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, so, Sarah. So this podcast, I've loved doing this podcast, but it has made me realize how pervasive sexism is because like I used to be able to watch movies and just be like blissfully ignorant and just be like, Oh, this is a great movie. But now every movie I see, I look at it through this lens and it, there are not a lot of movies that I can say I enjoy now. I even have trouble watching trailers now. Like I'll be watching a trailer. I'll be like, fuck you. Another movie about a woman getting cancer and it, and it, um, being a defining uh, experience for the man in her life so yeah. that he can become a self-actualized adult. Fuck you. Yeah. No, it's ridiculous. Like, I'm not, I haven't even been a part of this podcast for an entire <laughs> year, but I agree with what you're saying. Hey, but you're a woman watching movies yeah. for your entire yeah. life. Yeah. No, I mean, like, when I was a kid, I, I wasn't like Nicole. I didn't watch Ghostbusters and wonder why there wasn't a woman. I was a kid who was like, I didn't see sexism, you know? And now as an adult, I do, and it kind of ruins some things. To be fair, I don't think my eyes were open until that women's studies class I took in like my freshman year of college. <laughs> Just be real with you there. Um, so I think my main takeaway from this year is that we really fucking need some more female filmmakers and writers. Um, here, here. Like poem snap to that. Here, yeah. Here. yeah. Um, I think that's my main takeaway. Uh, I think I got out of this exactly what I was expecting to. Uh, there were movies that shocked me and movies that didn't and movies that I really expected to be better that weren't. But there was nothing in it that was like truly like, oh my God, except for maybe Beaches. Beaches was a little bit of a letdown because that was one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, But I, I think the main thing is that like we really need more women who are willing to challenge the norm and make films that matter and make films about women. And we need studios to give women a chance to tell their stories because they are universal stories. We, as women, have sat for years and watched movie after movie after movie that's about a man and accepted that story as a universal story. (laughs) Yep. And it applies to us, even though I don't have the same body parts as Woody Allen, like the story applies to me and I'm supposed to uh, let the story apply to me. And I think we need to flip the script a little bit and have more stories about women that show men. Like you can also see yourself in a female character. It's totally possible to identify with her because she's a strong independent human that you admire. Ray from Star Wars. Um, Force Awakens. Yeah. Yes. So I, I think that's my main thing is just... I can't snap that well. Like, man, it's been a shame for like years and years and years that we haven't had women critiquing film. We haven't had women really looking at the medium of film and saying and trying... and Well, and succeeding to make succeeding, a change. There have yeah. always been yeah. women trying to make a change, but there, it, it's not necessarily Men haven't a success. It's been, it's been difficult. There yeah. have been a lot of pioneers out there some of which i hope will tackle the movies in the second season i think it would be great if we did yeah. fast times at ridgemont high or something like that but yeah that's, yeah that's it for me mostly just uh we need more ladies to write stuff Agreed. tell stories definitely so we have nicole with the positive <laughs> uplifting sarah with the the downer and hillary with the hillary, call to get action out, get out and yep. call it to action yeah i think that's, that's a great way to describe it yeah Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lady Bits. You can enjoy the comedic talents of this month's guest, Kenzie Rowland, at Ladylike Variety Show. That's a monthly sketch comedy show that plays at the Highland Inn Ballroom. So if you miss the December show, 
don't kick yourself too hard. There'll be another one next month in January. And you can find out more about Ladylike Variety Show by following them on Facebook and Instagram. That's Ladylike Variety Show. While you're at it, do yourself a favor and also follow Pretty Much Sisters. That's the kick-ass all-women improv team of which Kenzie Rowland is a part of. So check them out also on Facebook and Instagram. That's Pretty Much Sisters. Bonus points if you can figure out what that's an acronym for. Get your tickets now to the One Minute Playfest Holiday Spectacular. That's going to be at Actors Express on Tuesday, December the 20th, and Wednesday, December 21st at 8 p.m. Actors, directors, and writers from all over Atlanta's theaters will be coming together to put together a fantastic holiday-themed show for you of One Minute Plays. Don't miss it. You can find more information uh, by looking up One Minute Playfest on Facebook, or you can get your tickets at ActorsExpress.com. Critical Crop Top's latest web series, PYT's Web Show, is now streaming new episodes on our Vimeo channel that is written and directed by Hilary R. Heath. It is starring Arya Mara, Abby Finch, and Tyler Dawes. There's a new episode up right now, and next week we will have our season finale. So there'll be two episodes next week. Don't miss them. Um, Go back and catch up on what you haven't seen, or if you have watched them, go back and watch them again. That's Critical Crop Top's Vimeo channel. You can subscribe to this podcast, Feminine Mistake Podcast, on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on SoundCloud. And join us next week for our last episode of Season 1, where Definitely compiling our nervous breakdowns for next year. So if you've got a nervous breakdown that you would like us to read on the show, send that or your correspondence to feminine mistake podcast at gmail.com. 